0: Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.
1: Are you not entertained?
2: There is no fuzz on that. Let's put another shrimp on the barbe.
1: What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's- do you want? The Brian Suits Show.
2: You're listening to a best of the Brian Suits Show on AM 770 KTTH.
0: This is one of the things I'm glad fell in my music, good taste hole. Uh, all I know is that my brother played this
2: nonstop next door in his room. So this was a lick that he randomly played during a solo, and one of his band members said, "Hey, we should turn that lick into a song." Hey
0: man, we should. Hey baby, we should turn that lick into a song. Exactly like that. Yes. We paid for the studio. We don't have anything. Effort first. That one. That one hit. Anyway, Peter Frampton. Sorry, three. And then he did come alive. Yeah, what dead or alive? Frampton comes alive, but I mean that was the album. But is is he still with us? Because remember, good question. He was in that horrible Bee Gees movie. Uh, The 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 the, uh, it was all Beatles songs. What the hell? Anyway, this is probably better off off air. Uh,
2: He's seventy three years young.
0: So you're probably saying right now, well, whatever happened to that English-speaking foreign minister for China? I thought he was God's gift to foreign ministry. And that was Xin Gong. He was the Chinese ambassador to the United States. Good
2: morning,
1: China. His
0: English was impeccable. And you must know this. President Xi Jinping is fascinated with the United States. Ever since he visited Iowa in the 80s, he thought, how do we get to be like that only without that annoying freedom? And he's been trying ever since. Right. And so he people who have spent time in the United States who can explain America to him are like gold people because he has to trust them. Number one, not to shoot him in the back of the head. And then number two, be a straight shooter about America. And Shin Gong was one of those guys. He was he was so omnipresent in D.C. because he was not the U.N. ambassador. He was ambassador of of the PRC to America. So he he was in Washington, D.C. He was always at the Wizards games. He loved the Wizards and he loved Capitals hockey. And so he, and in D.C., because they were kissing China booty, they would do like a China appreciation day or whatever for the Wizards. So he actually taped a, a message when it was time for him to move on because she was waiting, he was biding his time to name this guy as a new Foreign minister. And he he kind of cut the foreign minister at, at the time, two years ago, off at the ankles. And he said, Here's a new foreign minister, Xin Gong. He understands America better than anyone. Uh, but uh, the Xin Gong, the, a new man, was still a man. He, then they disappeared him in July. Rumors of um, his death, either by suicide or torture, came fast and furious. But then the story came out that he did something most un-Chinese. And by do something most un-Chinese, I don't mean his mistress, Fu Xiaotan.
2: When people ask me what are the key elements of a political journalist, I said, stay curious, critical, and humble. What she
0: has in common, I mean, I mean what S-H-E has in common uh, with uh, her boyfriend, Shen Gong, is that they both speak English and spent a lot of time in the West. And so that's why this woman was one of the most popular hosts in China, because she could she did interviews with foreign leaders who spoke English. And let's be honest, they don't speak English. We're, we're not interested in them. I mean, even Macron speaks English. She would do interviews in English of foreign leaders, which was fascinating to the Chinese people.
2: And I knew he was in Churchill College, Cambridge.
0: I was uh, trained. And then she went to Cambridge. Uh, and I mean, uh, so Im- impeccable resume for popularity in China. And then, oh, by the way, if you're if you are one to judge, some would say she was a bit of a smoke show. Like the ambassador to the United States from the PRC, uh, Xin Gong, married a married guy, mar- married guy with to it to a woman with kids of, of his. Then he meets this woman and in- to be more like this
2: as democracy extends around the world in a more profound way than ever before they have
0: an affair so this is this is what's coming out now because because now we got a problem they want to have the baby they want to have the chinese baby but she's on tv and she's unmarried so we got a bit of a problem and also by the way she wants a baby to come shooting out in america okay cuz she's all 14th amendmenty and again is that medical jargon should I say give birth? She wants to have her blessed event in America and give birth to an American. An Angkor baby, some say. But she's on TV. So we get a problem, Ambassador Shen. And he says, he suggests something that is strictly illegal in, Japan, in China. He says, here's the workaround. Surrogate. Someone else carries the baby, kill, carries our little American to term. Then you don't have a different profile on Chinese TV. No one suspects nothing. You're not carrying that water weight around. You're not carrying something on your bladder for, for you know, 10 months. It's science. Time. And so it, the master plan was all going to work because they had the kid. The wife doesn't suspect anything. Shin, the rumors are Shin is now going to be foreign minister. He's going to be called back to Beijing, and he will be second only to President Xi for power in China as foreign minister. And then it all goes to hell. That's my new suspense music. A little over the top, I think. Is maybe.
2: Barbie a communist?
0: Um, She's photographed at LAX with a baby. But she ain't got no baby. Where'd Uh-oh. she get the baby? Now, now, she's photographed because she's being chased by Chinese paparazzi, very popular woman in China, because of her attractiveness, allegedly, and her, she's erudite and smart. She's smart in, in Mandarin, and she's smart in English, doing this very popular show. Now, all of a sudden, she has a baby. That's her baby, and the baby has an American birth certificate from L.A. County. So it all falls apart for Shingon. He, he embarrasses the boss, and you can't embarrass the boss. And so that's what happened to the guy because he, he was, uh, as a guy who could explain to C to how American elections work and all that, he was unmatched. And, and C will collect around him people who can explain America to him because he's been fascinated with America since he was here in the 80s. So he thought he had that and now now I, as of today she's so popular with uh Chinese viewers that she has not been removed from from the air but when when the viewers put together what happened that she had an American an American Chinese baby they hated her the the uh, the, the threats on the Chinese Google and on Chinese TikTok and do will think the anger at this woman, because it's pretty unpatriotic to not want to have a baby in China. Well, that baby's not going to be uh, an American now, is it? And so anyway, meanwhile, thousands of Chinese risking their lives to just come here as a illegal alien. And uh, and that. Anyway, so ends the mystery of Gong. Now, is he still alive? We don't know, but apparently... The embarrassment to see was so profound because he had crowed about this guy. This is a great fixer. This guy's going to tell the Americans, uh, you know, who's who and what's what. He's going to make everything right because he understands them. We we don't have anybody in American government uh, of of equivalent intimate knowledge of China. We we just do not. And if we do, we probably wouldn't trust him. He was from chinese heaven he was from shangri-la and then he does that he embarrasses c and that's the thing if you're gonna if you're gonna have a dictatorship of any political uh, you know stripe you can't let anyone embarrass the big boss you you just don't any kung fu movie you don't make the big boss everyone lose face and this guy made c lose face so you, you you make me lose face, you lose kidneys. I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But anyway, his career is over. <clears throat> Did Was he given the proverb, proverbial uh, weapon with one bullet in it? Uh, we don't know. We just don't know. But he'll always have that son, um,
2: I, I guess. Do they practice uh, defenestration in China like they do in Russia?
0: I don't think they have five-story buildings.
2: They're all empty.
0: I know. They're all in Hong Kong. uh, By the way, I know someone who's an accountant who works for what used to be a big eight firm. Officially, American corporations that are sending employees to Hong Kong these days take burner phones. They they all take burner phones and they leave them at the airport because that's the, the level of espionage as China continues its real estate meltdown and all that. But what's important? Well, it's that your foreign minister had an affair with a woman who used a surrogate. Surrogate, by the way, surrogates are illegal in China. So that's why they had to use that very American thing.
2: You're listening to a Best of the Brian Suit Show.
0: The Russell Wilson Charter School, the Why Not You Academy, is is now the Why Not You uh, Academy. And former teachers are... Are it, it's in arrears uh, because Ciara and Russell are not in town anymore to dole out one point six five million. Uh, and visiting a handful of times anyway. It's a bad scene, and don't uh, don't hold your breath on it. Uh, sticking around, and I found Rachel Dolezal. I'll uh, give you a second to place that name. If you recall. In 2009, uh, she was the, the ex NWACP Spokane chapter president because she was she said she was black. I mean, granted, apparently she was rolling in bronzer or something because there were saucy photos of her that were discovered. But the only reason she was in the spotlight at that time is because um, there were people in Spokane, even in Spokane, who said, you know what about... You being the head of the NAACP, uh, you're not actually a CP. You ain't black. And that became a national, I would say it wasn't a national thing until Fox picked it up. um, And O'Reilly made it a big thing. But she was as white as whitey Bird. She was born in Montana to white people. And and she just said her story was, well, she identified as black. Some would say passed as black. Well, now she's been fired to get her, – her, she and her new name have been fired from a teaching gig. Uh, the, she had served as a $19-an-hour school instructor at the Catalina Foothills Unified School District in the Tucson, Arizona area since August 2023. She also worked as a teacher through the school's uh, contracted substitute provider, Educational Services, Inc. So she had a gig. School officials said they only learned – well, uh, but here's the thing. And her new name, by the way, was N- Nkechi Diallo. So she's still playing black. She's still cosplaying as a black woman. N K E C H I Diallo, which is a Nigerian, a common Nigerian name, D I A L L O. Oh, well, what did they fire her for, for? For thinking she's black? For for cosplaying? Is that no? It's because she had, uh, she had another account to try to make ends meet. And uh, it's a kind of account where you you have to subscribe. With, yeah, baby. If people, <laughs> yeah. if people subscribe, they get to see you and your naughty bits.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so gross.
0: And now the thing is, like, she took artistic photos uh, earlier. That's pretty much proved that she was rolling in bronzer. This sort of thing it, ain't my bag, baby. Because it was like her arms from the elbow down and her neck uh, was kind of tan. And this is someone with a straight face. And the only true thing about her was that, uh, Rachel Dolezal was, I guess, her original name. Uh, but they learned about her OnlyFans, uh, is that it? Is that correct? Uh, on the Not Safe for Work platform after a local station in Spokane, KVOA, or uh, in in uh, Tucson, KVOA reported on Tuesday that explicit photos had been inexplicably shared on public websites such as Reddit? Is that, is that a thing? So the school district, and I mean, instead of like doing a background check, and in most uh, security questionnaires, certainly federally, what other names have you gone by is a really common thing. What they're really doing is they're, they're if you lie, they don't have to read the rest of it. Because if you lie on a security questionnaire, then you've pretty much answered the question we're looking for. On that one. But uh, is she legally changed her name? I don't know. But the Montana-born white woman, formerly known as Rachel Dolezal, who was infamously exposed for attempting to pass as black, has been fired from her teaching job following the exposure of her of her OnlyFans account.
1: Well, so, pardon me, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. I guess I forgot that you never ever make a mistake. There's
0: your update um, on people getting uh, unwanted uh, publicity. There's a really weird story in the Washington Post about a couple that, because this is increasingly a popular thing, uh, a couple that gave birth to their son in July of last year in an inflatable... Uh, Kitty pool, right, full of warm water, or whatever. But they did it, and now, now, the, the, here's the thing: being a, a what are they called? A birth, a doula, uh, or a doula? Oh yeah, a d o u l a. D-O-U-L-A. Okay, or a you know the 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 uh, mid midwife. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know that. It's cool. it's like that's a that's a thing. It's a medical thing. You have to get a license, and when a midwife is present, the midwife fills all the paperwork that yay, verily, uh, I was at this address and the baby boy X was born. And then they submit that to the County and Bob's your uncle. You get a birth certificate a week later. Okay. But if you do it completely DIY. Okay. So it's August and you shoot out the baby into the kid pool, right? The kid's fine. Now in the story, they're totally sympathetic on the parent's side, but I'm, I'm looking for, Okay, did you have an appointment with a neonatal or a pediatrician at least to uh, at least examine the kid within a week and say, ah, now nah, we did it at home, <laughs> you know, some uh, Lysol wipes and <laughs> whatever, you know? It didn't say it, nothing like that. So the the big stink of the story was they went for the birth certificate in November. Okay, August, September. October, November. So they wait five months before they apply for the birth certificate. And the county uh, that is District of Columbia. It, it operates in it's a it's a weird hybrid. It's a Franken County slash uh, state. They said uh, because because believe it or not, there are bad people out there who will kidnap a kid. Every year, you always hear about some crazy woman stopped on her way out of a hospital, dressed as a nurse with someone else's baby in her hands. I mean, it's a it's a diagnosable psychiatric peccadillo that there, there are women um, who will go into a, a, a neonatal ICU and walk out with a baby, and they're wearing a stethoscope, they have a name tag, and no one stops them because it looks normal. And then they will try to fake a baby. And so DC said, "We need a little more than you holding the kid for for us to issue a birth certificate." So these people uh, screamed racism, and their complaint was that they couldn't uh, they couldn't get the child uh, welfare payment for the new kid, uh, and that the government was getting in their way of issuing a birth certificate and. I You know, I don't know, I maybe a thumb drive with the video or something on it. Well, they had none of that. They had nothing proving—at uh, this point, you can go to the DNA uh, on that, but they had nothing proving that the kid was theirs. So my takeaway today is have a baby the normal way. Have a medical professional standing by, someone who can vouch for the kid being born or something. Before, before you play the, that card— uh, play the normal childbirth uh, card, but I, I that's the thing about a midwife is, <clears throat> remember, were, were, you, were you conveniently there or were you a male pig circa 1955 and you were bowling when your
2: kids were born? I was right next to my wife holding her hand for the all The thing that births. they do where
0: they the, the OBGYN immediately hands uh, the kid to a nurse who goes and weighs a kid and then does the APGAR and all that, I, I would have it no other way. I mean, because immediately they're like, oh, yeah, it's it's all good yeah, and all that. And, and you breathe the sigh of relief. The kid's uh, crying, uh, breathing normally. Everything looks good. You, you're you like 10 toes, 10, you know, ten ten fingers. And I don't know that like some kindly old lady, you know, uh, wrapping it in linen or something is, is going to I would ever trust it. But then then again, there's people that swear by having their babies in pools with dolphins. Ever seen that? I mean, why? How how do you know the dolphin's
2: not going to grab the kid and swim off and make a meal of it or something? But, uh, all right. You're listening to a Best of the Brian Suit Show on AM770 KTTH.
0: Seven seventy KTTH brand suits here, and uh, lithium uh, is uh, the coin of the realm right now. The, the, there was a time about ten years ago as China was busy buying a whole bunch of American strip mines that did rare earth like molybdenum and lithium and others and things like that. It's science molybdenum, and I said it right by the way. It, and the the geologic industry calls it Molly be damned. But uh, anyway, but they keep finding it. And that's the thing. They, they just keep finding it. Just a couple of days ago, there was a story about how the Great Salt Lake in the great state of Utah can be basically churned uh, 80,000 gallons per minute and lithium can be extracted and that's a neat thing. And then you take all of the lithium in all the mines in all of China and all of Russia, and it still doesn't equal what was the mother load in Wyoming. If managed wisely, the, the discovery at Halleck Creek will make the U.S. a world's indispensable mineral supplier. Um, and that is if we can get out of our own way. Uh, the discovery of 2.34 billion metrics, uh, metric tons of rare earth elements near Wheatland, Wyoming. Uh, signals but it's between uh, Cheyenne and uh, and Gillette you know uh, signals the beginning of a new era in the competition for the raw materials that power the global economy if wisely exploited this find estimated to be the richest in the world will give the us an unparalleled economic and geopolitical edge against China and Russia for the foreseeable future and the fu- and the future is tax break for lithium. Okay, not, not you buying things powered by lithium, as we discovered in the award-winning first hour that uh, you can download at some point uh, by uh, type, should we go with suits, 800-465-8770, or mm. app? Let's go with suits. Should all have the app anyway, so anyway. Uh, <clears throat> the load, and that's L-O-D-E, at how Craig has the potential to make the U.S. the world's largest processor of the minerals used to make computer chips, smartphones, and aircraft engines. But you still need the Helium, uh, which is in Ukraine. So uh, just loan them some B-52s or something. Did you ever play Load Runner, the game? One of the first PC games. It might have been before your time. Is it amazing? There's an emulator now that you can – it's so funny because, like, I catch my kid playing games I played when I was 18 on emulators, on Xbox emulators. And I'm like, ah, how do you know about Load Runner? And it's so stripped down. You know, it's a two-dimensional game. And I think that's what it is, is the simplicity of it. And, you know, get a kid on Tetris. I mean, to this day, that's a that's a time suck, but it's a good game. Speaking of uh, load, uh, so uh, anyway, so here's some fun facts. Does this sound like uh, an, an administration that is excited to uh, approve uh, new strip mining? Rare earths earths are only part of the story of the North American continent's natural abundance. Despite Biden administration rhetoric against drilling, the U.S. remains the world's largest oil producer with 44.4 billion barrels of crude oil reserves, and it, it, it exports more petroleum than it imports. And before President Biden moved to limit shipments of liquefied natural gas, the U.S. in 2023 was the world's largest exporter of LNG, liquefied natural gas. And that, by the way, Putin should be salesman of the year for the liquefied natural gas uh, industry because between us blowing up Nord Stream 2 and people in Europe finally realizing our kids' warmth and us cooking food is based on this manipulative ex-KGB agent. Where can we get a consistent supply of natural gas. Well, what luck? America, we can take natural gas from Wyoming uh, and also uh, uh, Montana, whatever, uh, pipe it to Louisiana, liquefy it and put it in an LNG tanker and ship it to Portugal cheaper than Putin was selling natural gas to Germany. A 400 mile pipeline, right? We were lowballing him, just like we lowball everyone else for coal. We don't burn it because that's bad, but we have no problem um, shipping it to Vancouver, BC, and and putting coal on tankers and sending that to China, and and that that still lowballs coal that the Chinese mine in their own country or from uh, Russia but and we but we hate cheap energy so uh, so there's that and and by the way before and, and the the lecturing me about clean clean green canada they they're piping what was going to be the uh, what you might call it uh you know the anti antifa pipeline through south dakota now that's coming west and guess where it's going to end? It's going to go to Vancouver and Cedro Woolley. It's going to come into the state of Washington, and we will take your money. Thank you very much. How many things have I covered so far? This is like tangent break. Not, not enough. Do going. you want to be bored? Well, uh, here's the excitement that's going to be coming out of the state attorney general's office. And I, just to show that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fair um, on this, I will say this. If you're going to crack down on retail crime, good for you. And apparently, the Godfather of the retail crime is a woman that n- that nailed Ulta makeup for a total of, total of two hundred thousand. They think uh, that's I, I mean, there's not enough time to go through all the video of all, And I mean, Linwood, Tacoma, Olympia. If it was a Ulta store, uh, this woman hit it. She and there was no physical resistance. Um, she would go in and just tear the store up and take stuff in its. Uh, ...original packaging, otherwise it's just not valuable.
1: If Washington's organized retail crime unit is successful, Shalonda Daniels' alleged shopping sprees will be a thing of the past, all as video of her supposed crime... You will face justice, Shalonda. ...go viral. I've seen this kind of stuff elsewhere, and it's just appalling.
0: This is man on the street
1: looking at video. (laughs) It's like, okay. And uh, anyway, back, back to the story. To be honest... Daniel is only the second person to ever face prosecution by the Retail Crime Unit, a 10-person task force that started just this past July with members arresting and prosecuting the state's worst crooks, all of it, as retail theft skyrockets.
0: Now, not to be a proof-of-performance stickler on this, but 10 people, you started in July, and you have two cases under your under your belt? Hey, Attorney General uh, Ferguson... Please tell me you can manage a team better than that. I mean, I, I know, I, I know in this day and age, maybe it's tough to put a face, uh, put a name to the face that you're seeing on the video, but really, and how'd that first case go, or is it still going? It hurts us because when they
1: steal stuff, our prices go up.
0: So, so you pass it on to
1: us, say you. So I mean, it's hitting everybody. As seen in this security video, authorities say Daniel had little qualms about snatching things in broad... And
0: this is not an interior decorator. I mean, she is manhandling the shelves and everything because some some makeup, because women will pant is really expensive, and it comes in the sexy original packaging, and that's half of what you're paying for. And it's like $90 Ulta skin rejuvenation creams or whatever. And she puts it right up, uh, you know, back on Craigslist and the whole thing. Um, so, and and it's kind of like the Kia boys. It's a handful of people doing the majority of the damage. And, and this includes guys stealing Kias and backing them into... Uh, vape shops and pot shops and the whole thing—it's—it's it's, um, the car theft, car thievery in Western Washington and th- throughout the country. Uh, the vast majority of it is by a handful of people, and that includes retail uh, theft. And and by the way, empowering by prosecuting down at the county level, and we don't have to worry about uh, the the state attorney general having his crack team of the ten laziest prosecutors to uh, to bring these cases. If you empower local police and you have a prosecutor that will, you have state laws that will actually prosecute these things as crimes, because this is not a 10-year-old stealing a juicy fruit.
1: Daylight. The result? More than $200,000 worth of goods stolen and snatched across western Washington, including at this store in Linwood.
2: As like a working person that comes and spends, you know, my hard-earned money, and then just seeing people get away with it. And she's
0: looking at, but won't get up to 20 years, but um, not not for retail theft. But I mean, that's an industrial scale, 200,000. I wonder what she made. She's probably selling it for cheap. And where did? And your wife had an interaction with with a uh, big screen thievery, wasn't it? Was it Target?
2: Big screen thievery. Oh, yeah. I thought
0: it was a parking lot where she saw... Oh, we've seen this multiple times now. Yeah, I, I see it at the Capitol Mall, I mean, still, I mean, which is ironic. I mean, from the Capitol Mall, you can see the dome of the Capitol uh, across the stupid lake, fake lake. And then um, and, and seeing that Target, from a corporation corporate standpoint, they do not empower security guards... To physically interact with the person because the person's going to fall and claim that their pelvic tilt was, you know, whatever they broke a a lumbar vertebra or whatever. They're so they're so lawsuit averse that they won't uh, guard the stuff from going out the front door. Um, Anyway, back in the second AM seven seventy KTTH. Oh, you missed it. Name that laugh.
2: <laughs> Sounds like Kamala.
0: Uh, absolutely. am some Sunday KTTH Front Suits Here uh, you're all saying, "Oh, that's all very interesting and everything." <clears throat> yeah, we we killed a Iraqi militia head with one of those Ginsu Hellfire missiles. More more on that, please. But only after you tell us what's Kamala's Super Bowl menu update.
1: Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> as demanded. Go Niners. Done it before. Can do it again. And I'm rooting for that. Um, you know, I was just literally last night talking with my husband about where our menu will be for Super Bowl. So I'll, I'll keep you posted, but we got some ideas. All of them are going to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so be <sure. clears throat> I'm surprised she didn't invoke her kids. She's never had a child, by the way. She, but she married a guy with two adult daughters. So that's why she goes, well, as a mother. <laughs> like, and women who have actually shot a kid out of there are like, okay, nice, right, okay. But uh, anyway... Shot a kid out of there, he said. Well, you know, my five-year-old goddaughter looked up at me and said, why does Mr. Trump have so many lawyers? <laughs> yeah, that, you know, I'm not a doctor formally, but uh, that's my understanding um, on that. And, well, okay, so I, I got to play this. So overnight, um, a couple hours ago, a, uh, the um, Iraqi head of the Khatib al-Hazbollah was killed in Baghdad by... A interesting missile that first debuted in 2017.
1: A vehicle in flames in the Iraqi capital. A U.S. strike so targeted, cars close by appear undamaged. Others drive... Because
0: they weren't hit. Um, well, so we, we killed an Iraqi citizen with the absolute blessing of the Iraqi government, by the way, because he wasn't a good guy. He was He was Iranian-paid... With ties to the Iranian government, he took orders from the Iranian government, not the Iraqi government, because he was ahead of a militia. Thing passed, but in the aftermath, fury erupting. A crowd. Release the chanting crowd. Chanting "No to America." Okay, so uh, the deal. The deal is, and BBC tried to get in the crowd, and they were. They were told, "Yeah, not not." More heavily armed security forces are just arriving now in the area. More protesters have been arriving as well. A call has gone out from the Shia militias asking their supporters. Yeah, they get on WhatsApp and they say, "Get your phones, get down here and show outrage. Turn on your outrage." The scene when we tried to go. Closer. We were driven back by the crowd who said we were not welcome
2: and we couldn't film.
0: Well, why did the other Englishman point out that there was no 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 damage to the vehicles? Well because we agreed with the Iraqi government. And this, this comes after uh after not informing them last week and you know, the, the greatest foreign policy mind ever in the White House did not run it by the Iraqis. So we're gonna we're gonna get kinetic. We're going to move mud on Iraqi soil, and Iraqi citizens might be in the way because we were assured that the Iraqi partners were on board on that one. Then, then, then we get this yesterday. And on Here's, Iraq, uh, this is this is last Friday. Still, um, uh, uh, we
1: did uh, inform uh, the Iraqi government uh, prior to the strikes that 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 seems. More erroneous than he let on. As for the specific response on Friday, uh, there was not a pre-notification. We informed the Iraqis immediately after the strikes occurred. I- Which leads to Kirby's uh,
0: apology yesterday. I deeply apologize for the, uh, the error uh, and I regretted any confusion that it caused. It was based on information we had. Or that it was provided to me uh, in those early hours after the strikes. Turns out that so anyway, um, yes, uh, they they pulled it out and they stepped on it. They managed to step on it even even after a five day waiting period, a five day Ali Ali oxen free and all that. So anyway, <clears throat> what happened was after we identified the militia leader of the Kataib al-Husbala, one one of four different militias that make up the. Popular mobilization units, the, the Iranian-run parallel army in Iraq that the Iraqi government wants to get rid of. But they can't they can't initiate a civil war to do it because they, you already have these guys stood up and they're armed. So it would be a civil war. But so anyway, the Iraqi government, when we said we we have the guy, he's in Sadr City. No one likes that crap hole. We'll wait till he's uh, alone. And the Iraqis said, or we said, don't worry, we'll use that special – a uh, Qasem Soleimani missile, the the so-called the incorrectly named Ginsu uh, Hellfire missile, and boom goes the dynamite. What happens is, with, with like Qasem Soleimani when Trump said take that punk out? It was in a convoy, so we didn't we don't want to blow it up and cause collateral damage amongst uh, like Iraqi police or whatever. So a special missile was used in January of uh, 2020 to kill Soleimani, and it's the Hellfire missile. The the AGM-114, but there's a variant. There's a, there's a kinetic kill-only variant called the Romeo Niner X-ray, the R9X. It's now a known thing. In 2017, first time it was used, it really turned a lot of heads because there was no, no visible flame damage or, or, or shrapnel damage on the vehicle. There was just like an impact, like if the Jolly Green Giant took a Jolly Green pencil and poked it into a car. And then also – but the pencil had six blades sticking out the side, and it killed the occupant of the passenger seat, not the driver. So what was it? Well, when they put together some fragments, they they found a Hellfire missile that deployed six blades right before it hit the plane. And because the reason is uh, collateral damage is bad local politics, and you got to explain it and hand out cash and all that stuff – when you're occupying a country and and you don't want them to hate you. And so it's turned out to be pretty pretty damn good. We killed Zawahiri. Remember uh, bin Laden's solid number two, his, his firm, solid number two. When he got whacked, Zawa, Dr. Uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri was their intellectual head. And he was standing on a balcony in Kabul, you know, accepting the, the trophy for first place in the, the Afghanistan weight off. And he caught one. I mean, so it's a Hellfire missile. You know, they're almost six feet tall. And the flight motor, when it, go- it comes off the rail of a Predator or a Reaper drone or a helicopter, the flight motor only burns for three seconds. So it's psh, psh, solid fuel uh, rocket. So it comes in silently. And it, they weigh 100-something pounds. So it's going past Mach 2. and it, And kinetically... It's like the tip of a pencil uh, hitting a block of jello at 800 miles an hour. And uh, so anyway, that's what the guy in bag. So when it hit Soleimani as he got off the plane in 2020, um, you, you see that wreckage. The only reason it burned is because of hot oil from the engine or whatever. It, there's no nothing, nothing is chemical or explosive. Everything is kinetic. And so the guy in Baghdad was killed with one of last night. So it, it took out his SUV um, and they're precise enough that you can target the back seat or the passenger seat or whatever. In this case, it was, eh, take out everybody. And so two commanders were killed and the whole thing. And that's why it's not like uh, you're not hearing about a a destroyed, flattened neighborhood because lieutenant suits called in <laughs> the wrong munition. Uh, you know, but anyway, um, but we we didn't. These are not available to us. These are very specific. They're for like Zawahiri. They're for national command authority targets because it's fired from a CIA drone in in this case, which is probably being controlled from Nevada. And so they know it's loaded back in Djibouti at Camp Lemonnier. They they will hold some of these in the back of the warehouse for very special targets. Uh, and because if it's the middle of the desert, who cares? You just take them out. <clears throat> but the middle, even even Sadr City, you care about collateral damage, and so the the crowd knows that. And this is a special request of the Iraqi government because they're like, don't don't do this because you know we, we're denouncing foreigners on our soil, like the Ara- the Iranians and the Iranians funding these militias. Meanwhile, the foreigners on our soil are taking out Iraqis. So it's a very delicate balance with the. Uh, with the uh, Iraqi government, which, by the way, is still very pro-American because they're not Shia, overwhelmingly, and it, it makes a difference. AM 770 KTTH.
2: You're listening to a Best of the Brian Suit Show on AM 770 KTTH.